0: Child's been sold into sex slavery, and you just hear boot up.
1: Hello, everyone, this
0: is Alex. And this is M. Welcome to the latest episode of The Good, The Bad, The Basic. This is the podcast for TV lovers, movie buffs, and binge-watchers of all ages. On this podcast, we'll be discussing what we loved, what we hated, and what's just a bit problematic about the TV and movies that we're addicted to, and do a bit of rewriting where necessary. For much more exclusive content, become a show patron over on Patreon and get access to after-the-episode outtakes, curated playlists, Movie reviews, music video retrospectives, and so much more. Join the GBB family at patreon.com forward slash good bad basic. Today we'll
1: be discussing the CW's action spy thriller Nikita, based on the critically acclaimed spy drama from director Luc Besson. The series about a young woman recruited into a secret government agency was the fourth adaptation of the source material. And had some very big shoes to fill. Nikita takes a different approach, beginning where its predecessors ended, with Nikita managing to get away from her captors and determined to bring the entire operation down. Filled with action, drama, and double agents, Nikita was different from anything else that the CW had to offer at the time. So what do we think made this series so brilliant? Stay tuned.
0: All right, everyone, here are some details on Nikita. The series is classified as a drama, a thriller, action, spy fiction, and psychological thriller. It was developed by Joel Sornow and it's based on La Femme Nikita, also known as Nikita, the 1990 film written and directed by Luc Besson. Um, and it's also uh, loosely adapted from the related works The Black Cat which was uh, the Hong Kong adaptation of La Femme Nikita um, in 1991, directed by Steven Shin. Point of No Return, um, the 1993 American adaptation directed by John Badham. And the first television adaptation, La Femme Nikita, also known as Nikita, which was also developed by Joel Sernau. Um, this aired on USA and um, for the first two seasons it was the highest rated show on basic cable so as Alex said this show Nikita had a lot of very big shoes to fill all of the previous adaptations were top-notch this was a really really popular uh, I guess franchise is a word we can use here maybe and because Joel Sarnow um, adapted the original uh, Nikita television series I wasn't sure how this was going to go because that show was so successful, but um, after coming into season one, I saw that he went in a very different direction, which was really, really refreshing. this Nikita aired from September 9, 2010 through December 27, 2013, on the CW for a total of four seasons and 73 episodes. The series stars Maggie Q as Nikita Mears, our protagonist. She is a former foster kid, a felon, former drug addict, rec- recruited to division while on death row. She left Division three years prior to uh, the season opening um, after they murdered her civilian fiancé, Daniel Monroe. Shane West stars as Michael Bishop. He is Nikita's former trainer and second-in-command at Division. He later becomes an ally of Nikita's, and he is Nikita's primary love interest for the duration of the series. Lindsay Fonseca as Alexandra Udenoff, a.k.a. Alex she is a former street kid former russian sex slave and initially nikita's mole in division more importantly she's a russian heiress to a business empire aaron stanford as seymour burkoff born lionel peller he is division's head technician and then later head engineer Um, he was a hacker named shadow walker and he was recruited to division while in college um, while he was trying to hack the pentagon uh, Melinda Clark as Helen Collins, better known as Amanda. She is the Division's head psychologist, inquisitor, a master manipulator, and uh, for a brief time, head of Division. Noah Bean as Ryan Fletcher. He is a CIA agent and analyst who uh, is... Um, Considered kind of crazy because he believes in the existence of division, even though no one else at the CIA does. He later becomes an ally of Nikita's. Devin Sawa as Owen Elliott, born Sam Matthews. He is a former division cleaner. Uh, He is the guardian of one of the black boxes. And he is later an ally of Nikita's. Um, Alexander Berkeley as Percival Rose, a.k.a. Percy. Um, He... uh, He stars in the series from seasons one and two as head of division. Ashton Holmes as Tom in season one. He is a division assassin and Alex's love interest. And last but not least, Tiffany Hines as Jaden, also in season one. She is a division assassin and Alex's rival. These are all of our major players. And it's a WB series, so you know the seasons are long. Let's get into it. When you're watching a WB series, unless it's very boring, which they're often not, um, it doesn't feel as long as it is. It doesn't feel long until you're trying to watch all the seasons at once.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 really real. Um, you know, it's so I never I know there was like, you know, you introduced all the adaptations of the show and i've never seen the original movie and i know that there was like i know the show on tnt was like really popular from the 90s but i've i think i'd seen like two episodes of it and thought it was really really boring
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) the show was on uh, usa and it actually put that network on because literally nobody was watching usa until nikita and the 4400 (laughs)
1: Right, and I just, like, wasn't, and I wasn't into it. But when this WB series came out, I loved it. Like, I really loved it. Um, Truly, I was like, oh, Nikki, and I still have a lot of love for this show, like, this specific iteration, and I'm going to say why. I think it's really rare that you can tell a sh that, as many shows that we've talked about, as many shows have we've discussed, even some of these like really great, big critically acclaimed critically acclaimed uh, shows, it's very rare that a show from like beginning to end, like literally from episode one to like the very last episode of the series, will be like solid.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is rare.
1: It's very rare. And Nikita is one of those rare shows that I really feel just on the beginning watch from episode one to the very last episode. It's just a solid show. Like, it's never, like, every single season for what the show wants to do, for what it's trying to do, the vision, the focus, every season is clear. I feel like every season I get, like, a really good story that I'm committed to. And when we end, like, I end, I'm totally satisfied.
0: Very rare. Yeah. I feel the same way. Um, Now, when I saw that Joel Cernow was the developer on this, I kind of breathed a sigh of relief because as I said, he was a developer on the original USA series as well. So I'm like, okay, at least I know that this is a man with a plan. (laughs) <laughs> like, I know it's not going to flop because the USA series was hot. Like, I love that series. I've seen every adaptation exe- except for the Black Cat prior to watching Nikita. And when I found out that the Black Cat existed, I actually watched that in between watching seasons two and three of Nikita. Um, oh, okay. And every single adaptation is amazing. Like, every single one. It's just a great story overall because it plays on a lot of um, very popular conspiracy theories, Right. Uh, government agents, puppet leaders, uh, planned assassinations, rogue uh, government agencies, rogue politicians—you uh, know, uh, you know—master manip- manipulators who orchestrate major uh, geopolitical events. All of that stuff. That um, and these are conspiracy theories that exist in literally every nation on Earth, <laughs> not just in the U.S. <laughs>
1: Right. Definitely. Like those, those plot engines are, you know, they give you all the sort of classic, you know, geopolitical plot engines. And then they also just never, I don't think the show ever loses sight of these characters. I don't think the show ever, um, these characters like never act out of turn. I feel like I always, I know what I'm going to get from these archetypes and I'm satisfied and, you know it's really it's really for me it's it's impressive and it's comforting like i i really love this is also nikita's also one of my comfort shows like that i go to when i'm like the world doesn't make sense or what i've watched is so terribly heinous i can just go back to nikita and be like oh people just some people know how to do things that make sense like with order
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Well, as like I said, I love all the previous adaptations, but I'm going to tell you what I love specifically about the CW's Nikita. So, you know, as we said in the opening, this ni- adaptation of Nikita picks up where its predecessors are left off, and all of the preceding material, the three movies, the two, the the TV show, uh, we are very much embroiled in the life of a Nikita who. Uh, when she right before she comes into division or as she is very well ingratiated in her life at division we don't ever get an adaptation where nikita is living her life outside of the the division and all of the predecessors nikita's leaving division is the last thing that we see and in this adaptation we get to see what her life is Post division, when she's actively working to take this organization down, so just this new angle made the show very intriguing for me. I was here for it because you know you always wondered what happened to Nikita or what happened to in the point of no return. Her name was Maggie after she finally escapes from these monsters, <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to find out, and it's awesome,
1: right? It's really it's a, it's a good time. So. Like, uh, so let's talk about this pilot. This pilot's really solid. This is a really solid pilot. Even if you were like me and you're not like M and you came into the series like super cold, they do a really good job of like setting you up and getting you to understand like what's going on.
0: Yeah, the pilot is GOAT, you guys. It's really, really great. Um, And, you know, that's another thing that makes a series great. It does not assume that you are familiar with the source material, which is always a mistake. I don't care how popular the material is. Don't ever make that mistake that people know that you're you're just so popular. (laughs) Um, Because all of the predecessors are very much targeted towards... um, younger boomers and older gen x this is the first adaptation of nikita that's actually geared for young millennials and older gen z um and they know their audience and they behave accordingly i was
1: about to say like that's definitely definitive i think the all the fact that one of at least to me one of the big sort of big red signs of like these are this is for millennials is like the fact that our our chief our two chief heroes um for the duration of the series are are both women so we so this pilot opens with like everything you know we're getting it all we're getting we They explain to us that Nikita is, you know, part of Division, and she's since left it because, like, Division is psycho. Um, But they explain Division and what Division is, and and most importantly, they explain through, like, action and through, like, this character, Alex, how Division works. So, like, you're a criminal on the street, right? And you, I don't know, you're, but there has to be, like, a, certain set of circumstances you're a criminal but you have no family um so and you have to have like a prepen- a psychological propensity to like be okay with killing people and so if you match all those qualities then division is going to kidnap you off like from prison and fake your death and then now you're part of division and now you get to be like a government assassin should you you know make it out alive because division has like a lot of rules and like if you break them they like kill you and that's like a thing so yeah so we we you you have that contrast and you have the alex character going through that whole process and then we have the nikita character who's you know running around town by the way like they filmed this in like toronto (laughs) which and it looks like Toronto but it's supposed to be New York I just realized that as many times as I've watched this show
0: yeah yeah it's definitely Toronto it looks and feels like Toronto it's giving me big um Toronto. it's giving me big uh, northern exposure energy <laughs> but it's apparently supposed to be New York City and I'm like oh okay
1: girl y'all could have just you honestly they could have just said toronto i would have still been with it like (laughs) um but i guess it's american spies so like that would be weird it's like why are you like american and you're all like in toronto um why do we you know isn't Maggie
0: q canadian yeah i think she is yeah and I think Devin Sawal, who plays like a prominent character on this show, might be like Canadian or Canadian-American. I don't know. But I just know that they love Canada for action series and spy thrillers, th- spy thrillers and I think it's because of all those untouched woods.
1: <laughs> Probably. That's, that's true. There's a
0: lot of woods out there to be running around in. Um. <laughs> and I also think it's like easier to get licensing to film there. Might be an, a licensing issue as well, because I'm like, why would they do it if it cost more money?
1: <laughs> right, right. One of those. One of those. Um, so Nikita is running around New York, quote, unquote.
0: <laughs> like You can't even say with a straight face.
1: I can't. I really can't. Um, She's running around, and she is letting the girls know that she's back honey like she's like listen i took some downtime after y'all killed my fiance but i'm back and i'm better and i'm ready to really fuck up the girls and the girls are percy who is our chief villain um percy and amanda who are who are our chief villains and and for now at least also includes michael who is not a villain he's more just like a a a morally gray actor when we first meet him. Um, So yeah, Nikita's running around and everyone's, and everyone is shook. Like when Nikita comes back online and she's messing up their missions and messing up, you know, them killing people and getting money to do murder for hire schemes for uber, uber, uber rich people, Mm -hmm. you know, Percy shook. He's like someone. somebody better get her. And, My girl Nikki is great because she knows how to make an entrance. Everything comes to a head at like the end of this pilot where she goes to this fancy party that Percy is at because he's there, you know. Because even when you run a whole murder for hire company, you got to network. You know what I mean? You got to network. You got to get out here. You got to go to the parties. You got to build relationships. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean that's what part that's what oversight is largely right. That other that other group he's a part of. (laughs) Yes, yes, but he like
1: he's begrudgingly a part of, which we'll get to. Um, so he's out at this fancy party, and you know Nikita shows up, and she's like, "Hey, girl, I missed you. You look good. Right? How's this party? Everybody looks nice, I guess. Remember when you used to take me to these?" And Percy is like, "I cannot believe."
0: The audacity. <laughs> the audacity.
1: <laughs> and, um, so everything, you know, and so she, and she literally blows shit up. Like she, like there, she has like a, this amazing lipstick bomb that she sets off. <laughs> in oh my the
0: parking God. lot. That was so chic. That it was, was so chic. Well, really quick. I want to talk about casting Xander Berkeley as Percy might be one of the best casting decisions ever. Um, I don't know if the kids are familiar with Xander Berkeley, but like he's an OG and literally every character he has ever played in, in film or television, I have deeply despised. So if you want to get a villain that is going to make people like completely reviled early and often, he's the one. (laughs) He's the one.
1: He does it. Like, and listen, he does what he has to do through his run on the series as Percy. I'm just like, oof, every time Percy comes up, I'm like, Lord, somebody kill this white man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's the energy he leads with every single time. If you need a villain that everyone's going to hate, you need to cast Xander Berkeley. Period. Period. (laughs)
1: He's going to do it. He's going to do it big for you.
0: Yeah. One of the appeals of this show for me, besides the fact that I love all of the adaptations and I love the source material is Shane West as Michael, a walk to remember fans. I was,
1: gonna say like it's it's really it was also really smart casting to cast shane west like who was like the definitive late 90s early 2000s heartthrob as once again his true his true nature another like heartthrob type character
0: right like there were really only two choices for this if you're gonna cast a heartthrob you're gonna have to cast shane west or joshua hartnett
1: yeah, those are the only two options. Period. Period.
0: <laughs> period. And I think Josh was doing Penny Dreadful at the time, so that was, no. <laughs> that was a no. Um Yeah, this was, like, and I remember
1: this show feeling like, and I know Shane West was, like, previously on ER before this. But, yes. like, um, who was still watching ER? Like.
0: I was watching ER.
1: <laughs> okay, Emma was watching ER. Never
0: mind. Yeah, you got guys- I was raised by a boomer in a household with only one television. (laughs) Okay? Okay? (laughs) We gonna watch what we gonna watch. (laughs) Uh, Some of the shows she liked were good. Like the original Left From Nikita television series. She put me onto that. She put me onto ER. It wasn't all bad. I had to watch 7th Heaven sometimes. But, you know, you got to take the good with the bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But this was much more fitting for him. And so when Nikita blows up the... the, And Michael is probably the top agent besides, you know, because he's like, you know, this, he's like a supervisor. He's like middle management. And so when she blows up this big party, they... Um, he chases her outside, you know, because now there she's kicking and punching and shooting things. And... They have this really great moment, Michael and Nikita. They have this really wonderful, romantic, very, like, yearning, very tense. It's everything I want out of, like, a romantic moment, like, drama thing. It's very tense. It's very, like, you still love me. And he's like, yes, girl, but, like, no. (laughs) I can't, you understand why I can't do this. And... You know, nothing says I love you like shooting your lover in the in the shoulder.
0: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Listen, I love the Michael and Nikita-, Nikita tension. Um, this was definitely borrowed from the original uh TV series. Um because Mike, uh, Michael, um, Nikita was also in love with her handler, also named Michael, on that original series. But it was more drawn out than this. I love how this pilot makes it very clear that these two have a long history. Right? Because, again, we're meeting Nikita once she's already been out of division for a minute. They have a history. The attraction is there. It's very, very real. We get to see some of Michael and Percy's relationship. Like, Michael is his right-hand man, and, and, like, that is who, like, he... That's who he's really. If he can trust anyone, it would be Michael at this point in time, and so Michael is kind of torn between love and duty, and it's all very intense. And I love it. It's very right, CW. And- we really love it.
1: It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and that's why I'm like this pilot is so good because it's like it really does a really good job of what you just said, establishing all these relationships and these hierarchies. Um and who everybody is to each other and what they're, and it knows exactly what these characters want. It knows what they're trying to do. Like, it's so, I mean, it's so solid, but um, without sacrificing all the sort of drama and twists and turns, which the final sort of twist, amazing, great twist of this pilot, is that we find out Alex, who has been going through, who is like the newest latest division recruit is actually a mole for nikita inside division which is the bet like which is the great like <gasps> dun, 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 and it and it carries us and it's great and it, it we leave and it's a the big cliffhanger that we leave off on and it carries us straight through the series I mean, this, this is first such season.
0: a strong pilot. Oh my gosh! For all the reasons you stated, but I was very deeply impressed with Lindsay Fonseca in this role because I had never seen her do television before, only film. And in all the films I'd ever seen her in, she was a supporting character. She's never the right. lead. So I was like, mm, "How's she gonna do this? How's she gonna handle this? I don't know. This is shaky." <laughs> okay, so don't play my girl. But she did calling. Need it needed to be done. She, she did, did it right. She really did it. She really, really did it. Um, Before we go any further talking about season one, I need to clear up the use of the word recruit. It doesn't mean what it generally means. Like (laughs) recruit, when division uses that word, it literally means someone that we have uh, extracted from prison, framed and or blackmailed into working for us. Right, and then like, later, like, pretty much brainwash them into becoming loyal to us. It's not, like, job recruit, like, your typical job <laughs> or, like, right. a fraternity or sorority. You don't really have a choice but to be here. So you can you can do this the hard way or the really hard way.
1: <laughs> right. Like, recruit implies, like, some sort of choice. Like, whereas, like, they make it really plain once you wake up. They're like, oh, by the way, like, if you say no, we'll just kill you. It's like, hey. Okay.
0: So the Alex character and how she gets recruited, you know, she commits this felony. She was a drug user. She was living on the streets. This is actually the story of the original Nikita and all the previous adaptations. Uh, The only exception is the show uh, that the USA series where the Nikita character was actually innocent and she was framed by division In all previous adaptations. She was this person who pretty much society had given up on someone, like you said, with no family. Felt really comfortable or at least comfortable enough with murder, who could be trained, who no one would miss if they went missing. This is the important part. No one would come, you know, looking for you. And the Alex character is super interesting because in her, we see so much of the internal conflict that th- it was given to the Nikita character in previous adaptations. Nikita never had a friend before, she never had an ally before. So This twist made this series so, so, so original.
1: Like you said, that conflict and then also Nikita learning how to be this... I don't want to say mother figure because I think their relationship oscillates between... I mean, sometimes Nikita is more just like a big sister. Sometimes there is like sort of a motherly like tone. Um, And then sometimes like they are like true blue partners but Nikita's sort of figuring out the appropriate relationship and how to be towards Alex is, is definitely one of their growing pains.
0: Right, right. They definitely give me a lot of big sister, little sister energy. Um, you know, Nikita's for the most part, the calm one. Alex is a more impulsive one. Um, Nikita's been through this before and she wants to give Alex the wisdom of her experience, but Alex isn't always willing to learn. And, I don't think as much as she trained Alex and prepared her for this, and we get to see that too, like how she she found Alex after looking for her for several years. She saved her. She helped her detox from her drug addiction. Um, she saved her from her traffickers. And, you know, through all the training that Nikita gave her to prepare her to enter division, I don't think Alex was really ready for what Division would really be like.
1: No, she wasn't. And we see we see that throughout the course of season one, as much as Alex is like, I'm ready to do this, I'm ready to go. Like, it's, you know, shit gets rough. And we and Alex has to realize like, oh, this shit like isn't a game. And we see that several times. I think the first time we see it is when Michael sets her up to be raped, (laughs) which is like horrible.
0: Like. pretty much like he plays that. Well, I didn't know this guy would rape you situation, but it's like a, that's bullshit. Cause you're a man, you know how men think, especially men entitled wealthy men like this who feel untouchable. Number one, number two, she is a new field agent. You told her not to kill that man. So how else was this going to end up? End up. Right.
1: And, <laughs> and I mean, for, for like, I mean, to be fair, like Michael's really conflicted about it. Like, Michael knows it's Percy, it's the order from Percy. And Michael is like, well, do we have to do that? Like he's like questioning, he's like, I don't think that's appropriate. And Percy's like, I gave you an order. Why are you talking back to me right now? And Michael's like, Okay. <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. And it's and it's Nikita, it's like a, a it's like a Nikita sort of has to intervene. And, but, but I think Nikita gets held up with something and Alex is then like on her own having to navigate this horrible situation. So it is honestly, it is. And I guess Michael, like at the last minute has a like crisis of conscience, which is, and that's Michael's struggle really through the first season is like just being, having lots of crises of conscious, consciousness about everything that's happening in division, but it sucks. Like, and it sucks. It just sucks. But it, it, it is one of the first times that Alex sort of realizes, like, oh, like, this isn't a game. Like, this is real.
0: Right. So. You know, like I said, the show takes so many um, really new twists and turns, but it never forgets where it came from. And this whole thing of trying to break your agents, put them in compromising situations where they could get raped, killed, caught, imprisoned, is, like, is like division through and through in every single adaptation. They're like they're 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 not here for you. It's not ask what my country or my division can do for me. It's what I can do for division, pretty much. Right. Right. You didn't sign up for this, but you need to be willing to give your life for it. Um and you know, they they make it very clear that other agents like Michael, Nikita, were even ordered to have entire relationships with people on behalf of division. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. They had so, to do like, do what new relationship things you gotta do what you gotta do um so it's not fun it's not like uh it's it's not a a good place to be um the person in division who has real power after percy would definitely be amanda who is their uh, resident psychologist and julie cooper nickel bitch Yes! Listen, Melinda Clark is ace at any role that requires her to be, like, the ice queen type of character. And she kills it. She kills it as Amanda. Um, So, uh, the Amanda character is really interesting. And she also is someone who shows up in every adaptation, um, a a character like this, where... um, you're not really clear what her motives are because she's one of those people that's really, really good at extracting information from people without having to pretend to be your friend. First, (laughs) most manipulators (laughs) learn how to manipulate by like being chummy with you. And she's not that type of person. She will just, you know, lure you in bait you and then let you fall on your own sword. And she does this every time. And she knows there's something off about Alex, but she can't prove quite yet what it is. Well, she's like, I don't trust that bitch. (laughs) I'm going to get to the
1: bottom of this. She she has big, like, don't trust this whole energy. And she, and it's interesting because one of the things that the show in that first season that they sort of set Alex up as is like, the whole thing is, is like, which honestly, maybe this should have been their first clue, but like, (laughs) they all sort of like skip over it except Amanda. But one of the things that, everybody keeps saying about Alex is like, oh, she's just like Nikita. Like nobody's done that since Nikita. No one's like been this on since like Nikita. So maybe that should have clued them in. (laughs) But, um, uh, but like Amanda's like, yeah, nobody has done that since Nikita. That should be concerning.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Um, and the thing that bothers Amanda even more is not that, She can't crack Alex, but that no one seems to know anything about Alex's past. And it's the vision. They can dig up information about anybody. But they don't know anything about her. Her past is a mystery. And Amanda don't like mysteries. She's Nancy Drew in this bitch.
1: (laughs) She really is. She's not (laughs) messing with it. Like, she... Amanda's the first... And it's interesting, yeah. Amanda's the first person in that pilot, even, to bring up, like, that Alex is, is Russian. But she doesn't get, like... But she only understands Alex as, like, um, being a Russian, like, being sex trafficked in Russia. Um, Right. Being forced to do sex work and not as, like, her true... She's the heir apparent to this massive oil fortune. Um, And so through this first season, you know, Alex and, and Nikita are you know, trying to do division, trying to bring down division. And for the most part, they're like, they're getting little wins here and there, but they, it comes to a turning point when a a new character who will be um, important later on is introduced and that is that character is Owen and Owen is like a guardian of um, who and a guardian is like a, like a division super soldier, like, there are like agents, field agents, regular people, you know, the people who run the underground bunker thing. But then there are like the soup they're like the guardians, and the guardians are like division super soldiers, and they're like hopped up on all these meds to be basically evil Captain Americas. And <laughs> and they protect these things called black boxes. And um, black boxes are basically the record, the, the, the division, you know, record keeping rooms, you know, and they right. have every file and every job that division has ever done. And if you basically, if one were to fall into the wrong hands and it were able to be cracked, Percy's losing his job, the president of the United States losing his job, everybody losing their jobs, everybody's going to prison <laughs> and it's just right. deep shit.
0: Because it doesn't just contain information on division. It also contains all the information Percy has collected on uh, the people who have hired him to do, like, off-the-book stuff, as well as, like, sensitive information on various world leaders, right? Like, everybody's going down.
1: Right. If these
0: black boxes get exposed. scope. it's going to be a riot in these streets. <laughs> right. Um, it's really, really bad. <laughs> um, I was so geeked when I saw Devin Sawa in this role, like like 90s, 90s kids you already know, Idle Hands, Final Destination, he's the one. Um, <laughs> he's the one, yeah.
1: And Owen <laughs> becomes... And so Owen only turns because Owen ends up in a similar situation as Nikita. Owen is in a similar situation as Nikita because he's dating Bianca Lawson. And um, nobody knows <laughs> that he's dating Bianca Lawson in... Although, Owen was not it, because Owen is, like, living with her, I think. They're, like, living together. I'm like, sir, you could at least still live in an apartment across town. Like, but...
0: Weren't they just living in the same apartment building? Like, she was his neighbor, and he was, like, he lived, like, across the hall or upstairs in the same building? Like, he thought he was being slick.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, at first, she's like, oh, like, he's always... And then, like, he moved in, I think. She, like, implied that, like, he was living there. And I was like, what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That don't don't sound right. Um, Right. But it was bad because he he already knows how this is going to go down, right? Right. And the reason he knows better than anyone is that he, before he was a guardian of the black box, he was one of Division's cleaners. And cleaner is not what you think it is. It's not made that cleans up your, you know, the stuff around your house. It's like made that cleans up dead bodies. (laughs) (laughs) and and he is the cleaner who killed Nikita's fiance. You know exactly how this ends, you know, better than anyone else.
1: Right. And it was so crazy to me because he's out, he's sitting there arguing with her, like, nah, I'm going to get Emily out. Like, we're going to leave. And Nikita's like, girl, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like,
0: Like, he's next level delusional with this. And she knows it. And he knows it too. Like, baby, you're only lying to yourself. Um, It's really, really bad, and it doesn't. Here's the thing: like he thinks, I think he thinks being one of the guardians gives him some layer of protection that other division recruits don't have, and it don't go. That that's not how it goes down.
1: That's not how it goes down. And I mean, to Nikita's credit, she's like, "Girl, I guess," and so she tries to save Bianca Lawson, but this is division. This is uh, super spies. This is lots of guns lots of uh, Krav Maga and other, like, uh, arts of, you know, hand-to-hand combat. And Bianca Lawson gets got. And it's sad, and he's sad, but it's like, yeah, like, I told you that this is going to happen. So after, you know, Bianca Lawson gets got, Owen is like, I am going to fuck up these girls. Like, I'm team Nikita—well, he's not immediately team Nikita— but he after, you know, she dies and he is like, you know, runs away. And granted, he's like mortally wounded. Nikita, Nikita takes him back to that amazing loft apartment. Amazing. So um, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> um, she takes him back to the loft apartment and, you know, sort of does the 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 spy healing stuff. And after he, you know, they talked, after she talked some sense into him, he's like, yeah, I guess I'll get on board with this.
0: Yeah, it's so weird how nobody really wants to take down the vision until their lovers get got. Nikita, Owen. Owen, (laughs) <laughs> like what's up why does Why does nobody see how evil division is for planning all these assassinations and framing all of these people and l- literally starting wars until division kills the person they're in love with right, right. <laughs> okay okay like i guess y'all needed a reason but this is literally like the weakest of all the reasons to turn on an organization like this like division's evil percy's evil he barely even tries to hide it
1: (laughs) right percy's just per percy like barely even tries to be like oh we're doing this for like the good of the united states anymore he's like girl like what do you think this is
0: like, well, at honestly. least Papa Pope came with the energy like I'm doing this for my country. Percy's just like, I'm doing this for the highest bidder. <laughs> it's whatever.
1: I He's really like, don't the, care. Oh, where the money reside. Oh, where the money reside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's all he cares about. You know, and at, meanwhile, Alex is still in division she has to contend with Tom and Jaden Tom and Jaden Jaden is brought in after Alex and Tom was brought in right before her and so these recruits are are also around her age and Tom she, Tom and Jaden are are rising pretty well in the ranks Jaden does not like Alex she sees Alex's competition Alex is going to take her shine and Tom has feelings for Alex which presents a problem because both of them for the reasons aforementioned want to keep their eye on Alex and Alex is a whole out here. She can't have eyes on her. <laughs> Amanda's right. eyes are enough eyes. She can't have Tom and Jaden looking at her moves, too. Exactly. And and like we talked about, and to connect to that,
1: to what we were sort of talking about earlier, and that Alex is is learning that, you know, this shit is real, she has her, her then ultimate test, her ultimate, I think, learning of, yeah, this shit is real as fuck, is when she ultimately betrays and kills Tom mm-hmm. um in this first season to 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 you know to become like a, a full fledged division agent because what happens is that like they Percy and the and the girls are like, oh there's a mole <laughs> who's <Right>. the mole? <laughs> they ultimately figure out that there is that Nikita does have a mole inside division and they don't know who it is and Alex is like, "Well, girl, it's either me or you and it can't be me." And she yeah, she kills and frames Tom as the mole. And right. She and that's hard cuz she really did genuinely care for him. And then not only, and let me say something, this is when I was like Alex is really that bitch because like after she does it, then she has to pass it off to Amanda. <laughs>
0: Right, right, right. It's, it's really, really, really hard to do this because again, she is a trained psychologist, probably better than your fave. <laughs> um, She's a master manipulator. She is a master interrogator. There's really no getting past Amanda. She always knows when someone is lying, or at least when they're hiding something from her. And every person has tells. That's how human physiology and psychology works. Everybody doesn't have the same tells, but every person has their own tells when they're lying. It's going to show somewhere on your face or on your body. And even if you cannot, you don't can articulate that you believe someone is lying to you. Most of us can pick up on the energy of when we're being lied to. Right. And she's really good at listening to that. So, you know, Tom being nosy because he got a little puppy love. He's he got a little crush. Found out, Alice had to fight him. He died she set him up as the mole and honestly doing this didn't just save her ass it also saved Burkhoff because percy was convinced that Burkhoff was the mole since he's like the the head of tech right like right. who else is feeding her this and this 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 information the person with all the information and i'm not gonna lie i would have thought it was Burkhoff too like he's a really good one to finger for this <laughs> but, right? no, he, is, he really is but when it comes out it's tom Like, unbeknownst to Berkoff, that literally saves his life. Because Percy was dazed from taking him out. (laughs) (laughs) So, (sighs) Amanda's like, well, I don't have a better explanation for this. But you know I don't believe you're trifling ass.
1: (laughs) Right. She's like, I guess. For now. (laughs) Like, for now.
0: (laughs) She's Um, like, something's not adding up. Like, the math is not mathing. But... I don't know how to solve this equation yet, but don't let me catch you in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> we we also
1: find out, um late like in late in the season, we finally find out Michael, we get like a backstory, like a and not even like a backstory. It's more of like it's actually a really sophisticated episode, but it's the episode where we find out Michael's whole deal and while cause like we've said, Michael is very ambivalent about being in Division and it's he's just there (laughs) he's just kind of going through the motions he doesn't he understands that this is like a murder for hire scheme now and that it's not originally what he was recruited because Michael actually was a true blue recruit in like the sense of the word and that he was like a former Navy SEAL and he came to work at Division back like way, way in the beginning when division was for the most part above board and he's just stayed ever since. But we kind of, but we finally find out like why Michael has been staying all this time and why he never sort of defected and why he's never, and why he specifically didn't defect with Nikita. And that's because basically, he needed Division because these other people um, kill, were responsible for killing his family. A lot of lovers dying in this show. Lots of families. Um, right. But listen, so he's willing it to put his conscience I'm not
0: mad at it. He's mm-hmm. willing to put his conscience on hold because Division um, has the information he needs to find the man who killed his family.
1: Right. And that's what happens, essentially, in, in an episode, is that he... This, the person who is responsible for killing his family resurfaces and Percy is like, you go, go get him, Michael, go, <laughs> you go out there and you kill that guy for revenge. Like, I'm not going to stop you. Like I'm just going to give you a couple of vacation days and you do what you got to do. And so while he's there doing recon, of course, you know, Nikita shows up and she's like, "Here, you're trying to kill, you know, the dude who killed your family. So, you know, I'm here to help. Just here to help. And <laughs> right. he's not like he's with it, but he's also not with it at the same time. And it's and it's a great episode, like I said, because of and it's really a smart setup because of the existing existing tension between them. Not only as like people who are really attracted to each other, but people who've had this like really long history with each other and then people who are you know still have a lot of love and respect for each other in the present moment even though they're supposed to technically be against each other and through the course of the episode we find out that basically the person who killed michael's family did it under orders of percy
0: yes so this man this Cassine character who they thought was like part of al-qaeda was really just a division uh secret division agent all along like they have other agents who are completely off the books that that the other members in their center have never laid eyes on and kasim is one of them Mm -hmm. like he literally ordered this in order to use this to recruit michael in the first place (laughs)
1: right right it it was to buy like Michael's lo- it was like to further Michael's loyalty or something and it's like oh my gosh
0: yeah so Percy is like literally an evil person and I'm not I'm not even trying to um to I'm not exaggerating right now um whereas I feel like the Americans had a lot of nuance and a, every character just about every character was morally gray um Nikita does introduce us to a lot of people that are just like morally wrong, straight up.
1: <laughs> straight up, like we have heroes, we have villains. Like chaotic evil, <laughs> yeah, like chaotic evil. <laughs> Percy is a chaotic evil. Um, where like Amanda, Amanda, oh no, Amanda's also Amanda starts as chaotic neutral, but then she becomes chaotic evil. But um, she uh, needed a bit of power to upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> upgrade. So, like, and Michael, and so this is not, and then ultimately Michael, Nikita stops Michael from um, killing Kasim because it, he would have died in the process. And Michael doesn't really take that really well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's like, you betrayed me. I shouldn't have ever trusted you. Like, he doesn't understand that she's doing this out of love. love she, he really yeah. doesn't. And honestly, like, he's so down for this cause right now. Like, he's so fixed on revenge. He and Alex both share this problem. They're so fixated on revenge. Like, at, 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 it's almost suicidal at that point. Like, they're willing to die if it means getting, if they can get the revenge first.
1: Right. If it means they 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 um they get their revenge. And so with that, we find out that, um Alex is a bit and the other part of why Alex is down for the cause, and, you know, she's inside a division, and she's with Nikita is because she Alex is also seeking revenge for the murder of her family by division, um specifically by Percy because that is what Nikita told her. And so we end the season with, like, a huge, like, sort of... With the twist of that, like... Nikita told her that Division killed her family, which is true. But what Nikita didn't say is that, like, she was on the strike team that killed her family. When Percy, either Percy or Amanda, reveal that to her, I mean, it's a huge betrayal, like, of trust. And Alex is, like, really... Alex is really fucked up over it uh, to the point where she she feed like she doesn't, she feeds Nikita to division, but um, yeah, she feeds Nikita to division.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, Nikita definitely messed up by not telling Alex this information herself, period, yeah, period. Because you already know how division operates they will absolutely use the truth against you. These are the type of people that will fabricate a whole lie to use against you. So why wouldn't they use the truth if it if it's to their advantage, right? Um leading up to this, uh uh Alex's boyfriend Nathan because she g- gets to live off campus now, um accidentally kills Jaden and Amanda had implanted an ear chip in Jaden before Jaden had left Division right. and had basically heard everything she knows alex killed Jaden. she knows why and she knows that alex is the mole so when she tells percy this they decide that they're going to take alex out but not before she leads them to nikita which is exactly what happens they tell her this truth she comes she questions nikita and, um, then she shoots Nikita. And in that final episode of the season, we find out that she gave Nikita a toxin that fakes death. Um, but she essentially hands Nikita over to um to division, pretty much like you're on your own now, girl. They can yeah. they can tell me how to get revenge on um these people that were after my father or that are in control of my father's company right now, the people that sold me into slavery. That's all I care about. You're a liar. <laughs>
1: right it's a really intense way to be like we're not friends anymore
0: (laughs) yeah i feel like it's a lot but like also i feel like like low-key it's justified because at this point when you're keeping very critical information like that like how does this person not feel used like you did this you held this back from me and was you know was i really just a plot to further your own revenge agenda
1: Right, and that's and that's why this show, and that and that's why the the episode and like the twist and the turn is so brilliant because it is that all all of that is there, right? In the right. tension, it's um, it's like okay, well, so then like, what was I to you really? Like, right. is all the relation is the is our entire relationship like fake? Like, <laughs> you know, right. it it that that big question is there. So so yeah, Nikita's like. Alex feeds Nikita to um division. Michael officially is like, "Ugh, girl, I'm done with this." <laughs> <laughs> Michael defects, and it's it's an incredible episode. I think Nikita gets like taken into like her body gets taken into like the bunker, and she and Michael like break out <laughs> of like it. That. And it's uh, it's really great and it's really intense and it's action filled and it's it's good. And then that's where we end first season. So season one M, good, bad or basic
0: season one is very good. I got to give it to them like they did what needed to be done. It, it definitely uh, pays homage to all of the predecessors, but it's very unique in the ways that it needed to be.
1: Same. I think season one for me is a, is a straight up good, good. It's good. It's giving me everything I want, everything I need. Like I said, there's, there's action, there's drama, there's romance. And that's what I really want from an action series. There's like really great character development. Like, I love it. I love it. All of it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So season two, season two, we pick right up. Um, where we left off, like they're not wasting no time. Um, Nikita and Michael have teamed up, and they're trying to uh, take down Division with the information from one of the black boxes that they have. Um, the mission is basically to expose what they can and then destroy the boxes because Percy just d- doesn't just need the boxes to be safe. He also needs what's in them um, because they're co- they're like um, they're leverage for him. It's collateral. Um, in the meantime, uh, Alex is tracking Nikita, um, and the box in order to find Sergei Semek, the person responsible for killing her family. He's basically the one that paid Percy to get the vision to take her family out. Um, and Amanda is in charge of division. Percy's being held hostage underneath division and oversight has somebody, um, A guy named uh, Sean overseeing her. So that's where we're we're at. First episode, second season. Like the game has changed.
1: Yep. And that's the appropriate game change. That's the that's the (laughs) title episode. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay very smart writers very smart see I like it looks like we see you writers we
1: see you yep yeah, uh like emma said game changes like season is season two episode one that's the title of of the, the season opener and and like she said the game has changed yeah so you know so michael and nikita are running around not new york but very quote unquote but various parts of the world uh trying to do doing their spy thing. Michael is feeling the freedom uh and feeling the freedom of being outside again cuz Lord knows he never left that little bunker. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're doing they're doing their spy stuff. Like we said Alex is very like tense. so Alex in order to Sergei Sergey Semak, is in a very tentative friendship with division. And also, as Em said, there's a new person, Sean, by, you know, assigned by Oversight to, you know, do what they have not been doing, which is overseeing the division operation. (laughs) And um, Sean is basically, and so Sean comes in and he's looking around, and Sean is like a Navy SEAL, by the way. He's like a lot like Michael He comes from, he has like a Navy SEAL background, and that's what he does. And Sean is kind of looking around at division, and he's like, Ooh, girl, this is a
0: mess. Yeah, he's like, Is this how you run your house? Uh Uh-uh, we need to tidy up.
1: (laughs) I gotta tidy up. This isn't working. I don't know about any of this. And that's what he tells his senator mom, because that's who, you know, nepotism, that's how he got the job. (laughs) His mom was like, Go down there and see what they're doing.
0: Pretty much. Pretty much. And,
1: and he comes back to her and he's like, Girl, I don't know, don't ask me because I'm not quite sure myself. Uh, and so and so that's where we leave off. So Amanda is running operations. And poor Amanda, she's uh, it's not going exactly the way she she envisioned. She she's realizing that um management is uh is hard.
0: Yeah, um, management comes with all kinds of new responsibilities that she's not, she's not especially cut out for. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, and like the thing about Amanda that gives her the presence that she has and gives her the command that she has is she is always cool, calm and collected. And it's hard for her to be that in her new role, particularly when oversight is there breathing down her neck and she has this like tentative alliance with Alex, and, you know, they have a mutual distrust of one another.
1: Right. Right. And it's interesting. For these first couple of episodes, like this first, I think I would say, quarter of the season, she... um, Yeah, for this first quarter of the season, she... Alex is, like, full, you know, true blue, try, like, kind of just does whatever division asks and you know works against nikita not necessarily because she's interested in working against nikita but because she's just like you said she's tunnel vision she's trying to get sergey samak
0: right right um this season i think the biggest twist that happens though well two big twists we find out that michael has a son by a woman whom um he oh he you know division um Uh, He fell in love with on a division mission six years ago. He doesn't know that that's his son, but Nikita does. Alex finds out that the mom that she thought was also killed is very much alive. And like with her father's enemy, like on some real Hamlet, no, real Macbeth type situation. Yeah, it's very, it's all very Shakespearean. Like your man is dead. Your child's been sold into sex slavery and you just hear boot up. (laughs) with his nemesis (laughs) right right oh and but
1: before all of that happens uh we find out that like burkoff had also defected when michael defected it was
0: right 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 it was kind of a huge thing because Division doesn't really do friendships (laughs) but if any two people were friends it was michael and burkoff Right. And
1: when Michael and Nikita are broke as shit and in a pinch and almost get blown up, they are rescued by some drones. And they find out and we find out that the people person who rescued them was none other than uh, Berkhoff. Berkhoff, um, who had been apparently while at division had been stealing money from the government <laughs>
0: Right. Stealing Percy's money, y'all. Stealing everybody's money. You know um, what, though? I respect it. <laughs> I respect it, too. He was on his Robin Hood, and I feel like we should encourage that. <laughs> Listen, I respect it. He, like,
1: Burkoff had managed to, like, slide off 80 million plus dollars in a personal account. And I'm like, you know what? That's it. That's the wave.
0: Imagine how much money you have where someone can squirrel away 80 million of your your dollars in a matter of about, what, he was there for like eight years and you don't notice 80 million, like that's 10 million a year is missing. (laughs) Uh, You you deserve to be robbed at that point. Sorry. 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 Hate that for you.
1: And, you know, he saves them and... She was like, and she's like, oh, nerd, you missed us. He's like, "Uh, no, but yes, yes, I did. (laughs) And so Burkoff officially joins Team Nikita in the hunt for.
0: I'm not mad at it. I feel like he should have done this earlier. Like, they basically recruited him to do what he was doing while he was on the outside, but for like the wrong side. Right. Like, but you 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 kept giving him access to tech. you knew it was only a matter of time before he found his way out of there. like he would see take the first opportunity to get out of there and like fuck you over while he was still there <laughs> exactly.
1: I mean, shout out to Burkhoff like I get and this is where I feel like we find like this is Burkhoff's true moral center, like he really does just want to do the right thing and help you know the Avengers or whatever because. Had I been good at tech and I squirreled away $80 million, I would never encounter those people ever again.
0: Yeah, I would have never gotten got by the division because I'm not going to waste my time hacking the Pentagon. I'm just going to hack like the student loan people, redistribute that wealth and peace out to Thailand or something. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to live an amazing (laughs) life. (laughs) <laughs> right like i am not concerned with what y'all's old government is doing i'm just gonna make sure that you know the debt is cleared come what may um, <laughs> i'm good and you know he did the right thing without his fiance having to be killed first right <laughs> shout out to burkoff he really is that dude the real hero can we talk <laughs> about it he's literally the only person not here for revenge on the vision
1: him and yeah, him and Ryan—the only people who are like, "Let's just do the right thing, y'all." Like, what if we did that?
0: Right, like Ryan is just like, this organization shouldn't exist, and they're wilding. Like, it needs to stop. <laughs> um, and so,
1: so like you, so like after after Burkhoff joins the team, like you said, they're in there, and we're still hunting for these black boxes. Um, uh, Alex travels back to her ancestral home, her heir, and, and like you said, finds her mom all boot up with her father's killer. And she is wrecked about it. But it is but it is um where essentially it's the first time Alex and Nikita are, are on the road to reconciliation. It's when they start the road to reconciliation because Nikita finds out that she's going home and Nikita's like I know she's. I know you're mad at me right now, but I'm not going to let you do this alone.
0: Right. And th- this is important because Nikita has zero stake in this at this point. Right. That ain't got nothing to do with her. And actually, she's putting herself out there and putting herself at risk and derailing her division plans because if Alex get, gets caught, chances are she will get caught with Alex.
1: Right, right. Um, but Nikita's like, rescuing your mom is more important than any of that shit.
0: Right, right. And... I appreciate uh, the writers on this show for avoiding that trope that a lot of CW shows fall into where a person has gone through an intense betrayal and one, two, maximum three episodes later, all the fences are mended. No, we're not doing that. You're going to have to actually earn forgiveness. (laughs) Exactly. You got to do the work. And so you know, they go there and
1: they bust up the place and then they realize her mother isn't being held hostage. She isn't, you know, she, like you said, she's just there boot up with her father's killer. And that of course takes a huge toll mentally on Alex and And, you know, I think shout out to Nikita, like Nikita is there for Alex in that moment. She's like, you know, your mom's just kind of doing her best like, maybe... Maybe her... And her best isn't a lot, but, like, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> okay, but, like, spoiler alert, she was not doing her best. Because, listen, listen, I, I understand sometimes these husbands just need to get killed. I get it. But, like, why are you gonna leave your kid out there to be to be a, a, a sex slave, ma'am? Was that your best? <laughs> was, that
1: your, was that your... And to her credit, like... Semak tells her that, like, Alex died or something?
0: Yeah, he did. But, like, you just believed it? Why would you just believe it? You already know he's trash, and you're trash, too. Why are you not him at his word?
1: Like we said, her best isn't a lot, but it's her best.
0: <laughs> Ooh, Lord. Some people really should just should not have kids. And this is exhibit A through Z right here. <laughs> um, It's really, really bad. The people who end up coming through... For um, for uh, Nikita, are uh, for excuse me, for Alex are a Nikita, and um, closer to the end of the series, unexpectedly, uh, Amanda.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because Amanda's whole thing is is that, at least when we finally get there at the end of season two, she's like, I don't want to make the same mistakes with you as I made with Nikita. So, Amanda's trying to. I don't know. I don't know. To be real, I that's. I think that's one of the one tripping things that trip up to me about the series is that like I don't necessarily understand. There are parts. There are points where like I don't really get Amanda's like motivation, and I don't get like her relationship to like either of the women that makes her sort of let them go in the breeze. Like Yeah. Points, so let's
0: talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> This is where the show this show fails that its predecessors did not so in all the other adaptations we have this character who either goes by Amanda or Madeline depending on the adaptation who when Nikita comes into division she literally is the mother figure she's the mother figure to every man and woman that comes into division. This is why she's able to extract certain information out of them that no one else can. Because she she doesn't pretend to be their friend, but she does take on that, um, pre- that maternal role that a lot of them never have. Like, she literally teaches them everything. How to dress, how to walk, how to talk, how to eat at the table, proper manners, um, what to say, what not to say, how to put on their perfume. She literally re-raises these kids
1: right which we get okay which we kind of get like sparks of in this series but not to that full extent
0: and like nikita being a foster child amanda is the closest thing she ever had to a mother like Mm -hmm. the nikita that you see is literally one that amanda molded from the ground up the only thing that she doesn't change about these people and it's only some of them is the way their mind works but some of them are just so grateful uh, to have purpose thanks to Percy or to feel like they they could reinvent themselves thanks to Amanda that they do become loyal to division right so that whole situation it it come, kind of comes out of left field because the show i think um and i i think it's honestly because uh there was it's too uh time sensitive doesn't show how much work Madeline puts into these new recruits. It always shows her like interrogating them, but it actually doesn't show like the stuff she does to like try to make them feel at home in this in division and like work with them and like, you know, build them up.
1: And, and you're right. I think it's a time sensitive thing because we get flashbacks to stuff like that. Like we'll get flashbacks to Amanda, like putting on, like an like a necklace onto Nikita and being like, Okay, so like how did your first mission go? And like brushing her hair and stuff, but it's it's not there's not enough of it. And then um and then obviously in the pilot, you know, there's she's there with like the dresses of like, oh Alex, like pick this one out. But there's not like enough of it to really establish that. And like we get like information from other characters that'll say like oh like amanda did so much for you but we because we don't see it it doesn't really resonate
0: right and when we do see it in those flashbacks it looks like a one-off like but like that's literally her job is she curates these entire relationships of these people and she curates the personas that they will walk out into the world with Um, when they come into division versus when they go out on their first mission, they're completely different people right down to the way they talk. Um, and she's responsible for that. So, uh, yeah, um, she would do this for, for Alex, but like the thing that people don't understand about Amanda is because she pours so much maternal energy into these people. Like she's still a division agent and she's probably the most dangerous person at division because she knows what everyone's strengths, weaknesses, and insecurities are right right and
1: i didn't and like i think the show i think the show eventually like uses that in a really effective way um like you said michael finds out that he has a baby by this eight, by this woman that he had a relationship with and she was like the wife of some puppet dictator that division had put in place so matthew is not Matthew. Michael is off in wherever she is doing this whole weird fake daddy but I'm your mom's friend bit. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because it puts a re- it puts like a wrench in Nikita and Michael's relationship because like they are like having like a full blown relationship by now. But you know, he's off Doing the daddy thing, so she's feeling a little and he's been doing it for quite some time that he's now like that Nikita's now like running whole missions on her own. So she doesn't have Alex, doesn't have Michael. She has she has Alex sometimes, but like the Alex the her and Alex's relationships are is still tentative. So who does she turn to in her time of need? Owen. Which
0: <laughs> Yeah, uh... smart. Um, so Owen got his skeletons, too. Well, let's mm-hmm. talk about Michael briefly. When Nikita initially finds out that that is his son, she doesn't say anything. She's like, Mm-mm, I'm not I'm not breaking up my happy home. <laughs> <laughs> but then she eventually tells Michael, and like you said, it puts, puts a wrench in things. Now, the Owen character is developed in a really interesting way. And again, it kind of heralds back to the previous adaptations of the show, but it's something that I didn't want for this particular character. Mm. So the Owen character is revealed uh, later on to be uh, well, he's he's been taking something called the regimen, which all the guardians are given, which makes him basically Bucky. <laughs>
1: mm, basically, basically. <laughs> you know, Nikita and Owen have been bonding because Nikita is like sort of like in an emotional. Was in a really intense emotional turmoil, and Nikita just like my mother, um, da, like copes like she uses work to cope with emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime she's feeling really out of sorts and really like down for the count, she's just gonna work harder. Like that's how she copes. Works to the point of like danger. Like she like she gets Burkhoff kidnapped and fucked up by Amanda. Like that's that's the the end result of her, you know, working, working, working until she can't feel anything. Um, And that's the direction the show felt like it was going. Like, there might be, like, a love triangle situation between Owen, Nikita, and Michael. And I was on board with that. I was like, that's a vibe. I could feel that. And then instead they do this weird thing with exactly what you're saying. They, like, give him his real (laughs) memories back. And I'm like... This is not good i don't like this
0: <laughs> and they're like this remember when turn. you were a shitty person and we just made you a slightly less shittier one and gave you real purpose hi sam nice to see you again <laughs> pretty much that's how they 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 do this um and owen is just like you know what Fuck nikita fuck emily i don't care about any of this actually um he's he's officially sam matthews again
1: right and it's lame it doesn't work i don't know it doesn't work for me um
0: there was a character like this in the original series but like he was not a guardian he was just a cleaner and he was he was their best cleaner because he was like a a sociopath and he really enjoyed killing and he had uh he was a serial killer who had been brought into division And it seemed like they were, like, this was, like, a shadow of that character. But I was, like, this was completely unnecessary. I would have preferred it if y'all just killed Owen.
1: Right. (sighs) Same. Yeah. Meanwhile, anyway, meanwhile, Sean and Alex start to have, like, a thing, right?
0: Yeah. That was a vibe. A little bit. That was such a A big
1: vibe. And it's. And it's kind of like a, it's not supposed to be a sexy vibe, but like it kind of ends up being a sexy vibe because, so the original house, safe house in the woods that they're all working from got blown up. And so Burkoff got them like a new place with his money, except like it's a beach house this time, which shout out to Burkhoff. I feel like Burkoff has really excellent taste in like hiding places and all the safe houses. Like he's really doing something here.
0: Right, just because I have to hide doesn't mean I have to be uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Like, he's like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this in the lap of luxury. We're going opulence, luxury. We're not doing any of that, like, weird middle America, like, living next to FBI agents, suburbs,
0: bullshit. Um, He's the electro-abundance of (laughs) operatives. (laughs) He really is. He's like, this is how we're going to live.
1: and He's like, we're
0: going to settle for
1: more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so they're in the beach house and so sean eventually is like i'm gonna get these people like because sean is like i can get nikita and so sean and this, but this is why he is developing felix for alex and so he goes he does his whole navy seal thing into the beach house when alex goes to visit nikita because you know they're they're on good terms again and uh of course they get him (laughs) like Nikita and Alex uh, get him and like tie him up in like the safe house. And uh, Alex is like, you followed me here and slow and through an interrogation and with him shirtless, by the way, and some bullets and some division strike team stuff. They eventually get Sean on their side sean comes to team nikita because basically they're like listen because because the whole time you know oversight's like nikita's a problem so that's been sean's mindset so then he actually meets nikita and she's like let me she goes let me tell you the real story (laughs) because i know you've heard some things about me but this is the truth (laughs) um And it all—and so, like, they're all—so then they all, you know, Team Nikita, Sean, Alex, Michael, not Owen anymore, are all, like, you know, doing their little spy thing. And so through stuff happening, they find out that, like, part—basically, through stuff happening— um. Oh, and it was Alex. Alex had gone to visit Percy and did like a favor for Percy. And so, this one favor that seemed really innocuous that Percy that Alex that Percy had Alex do was actually <laughs> Percy launching his escape from the
0: yeah so from, mm, fun fact kids percy don't do no favor <laughs> that's just, that's where she messed up the first time he said oh i'm gonna give you the money you can go get your little revenge girl i got some offshore accounts as soon as she extracts that money it activates basically his like backup plan
1: <laughs> yeah it activates his backup plan and so all the guardians so we find out that the guardians are not loyal necessarily loyal to division they're loyal to percy himself right. And so now they have to go get Per. Now and then that's what they realize happens is that like Percy's escape is like on the on the rise. And so now they have to stop Percy because Percy's just and they fail to stop Percy. Percy they have to end up trading Percy for somebody. Oh, Sean I think not Sean. Um, Ryan. Ryan gets captured and so they trade Percy for Ryan who was like Ryan's they're they
0: getting captured all he wants to do is expose the truth
1: <laughs> ryan their little cia friend and so they trade ryan for percy so then now percy is out there in the world with his guardians plotting how he's going to
0: get back to to his throne and right because the black boxes don't have all the shit that Visions ever done just all the the really foul shit that has happened since Percy's been in charge of division,
1: <laughs> right, right, exactly. um, and so then the so then we also we're introduced to these people technically in first season, but we um we get more on them in uh, in second season and in the seasons uh subsequently. Uh, and that's Gogol and Ari Tasarov. So uh, Google is to division as Microsoft is to Google. They're their biggest competitor and in the market of like murder for hire for uber rich people. And what the girls don't know, which they discover, is that Amanda and Ari Tassaroff, which is like, you know, and they're German or they're Russian? No, they're Russian.
0: They're Russian,
1: yeah. Yeah, Google... Ari Tassarov is basically like Russian Percy. And Ari and Amanda apparently have been having a thing for like years.
0: Yeah. So this was also a change that I like, I like low-key vibe with. Cause in all previous iterations, Amanda is shown as, you know, being celibate or having some sort of affair with uh the head of operations, the the whatever the, the Percy character is, right? And I like this idea that, like, she's been, like, high-key a mole and a double agent this entire time. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It also makes her suspicion of Alex make sense. It's a very pot-kettle situation.
1: (laughs) And, and listen, I, shout out to, and, and so in Percy's absence, Amanda is trying to, to make, They're essentially they're trying to just unify. They're just trying to be about that money. Like they're trying to have a big ass merger. They're they're trying to be you know the Disney Corporation essentially, and um, uh, and Amanda's trying to be you know she wants her and Ari to be the Jay Z and Beyonce of like the murder for hire world, and you know merge their assets and. Gogol and Division come together to be one entity Uh, and with but with Gogol and Division being one entity she can sort of you know do whatever the hell she wants with the agents so if the agents die she doesn't really care because she has all of Gogol right at her disposal and so basically Percy exposes this he's like do you want he's like big corporations are terrible (laughs) y'all Percy's legitimate, like...
0: Yeah, like. like, he he gets caught being, like, a complete, you know, scum of the earth, and he just launches into... Big government is bad, you guys. <laughs> he really... Like, that really is it. Like, for real. Like, <laughs> and it's so... It's it's so cute that he's trying to play the everyman now. It's really sad. It's <laughs> really, really, really sad. It's really, really sad.
1: But he's like, big government is bad. Like, big corporations are terrible. Like, is this where you want your loyalties going? When I was in charge of division, I would have never, like, I, like, yes, I would, I would kill y'all, but I would never kill y'all like this. You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> All right? Like, freelance is
0: better for everyone, <laughs> and um, that pitch works. It's and like, do you uh, want to pay taxes? <laughs> like, what? And. And that pitch works uh
1: and um that, and it and it and it uh and they they subsequently division then tries to internally defect back to to Percy basically, there's a war, there's a war within division, and it's a coup, I love a coup, <laughs> right we love a coup, honey um and so with all this happening, oversight, y'all remember oversight. <laughs> Yeah. Oversight is like, "Girl, this is a mess.
0: We kill everybody." <laughs> Pretty much. She's like, "Y'all can't keep your house in order, so we're going to demolish it. Bring the wrecking ball." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and that is when um Nikita and Michael and Sean and the girls get into full gear. They're like, "No! Like people can't like die." <laughs>
0: I want to take down the vision, but not, like, everybody in division. But I'm like, girl, this could really solve a lot of your problems. Like, a lot of them. Um, like, I would honestly, like, sleep on it. <laughs> so, uh, But she's like, no, those agents, they were recruited just like, you mean, you know, they're, like, slaves to the vision. And I'm like, you know what, um hyperbole and you know misuse of the word slave aside she's got a point but <laughs> but but, but, but girl. here's the thing in trying to stop down the between season one and two how many people ended up getting killed accidentally or on purpose you could so really reduce the risk of casualty by just letting oversight do what they gotta do so
1: many so many so so but they but the team goes in the kids go in and um and it's cuz Sean's mommy ends up dying in a in a in the coup in in the power to to know who's on top are Amanda or 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 Percy and he doesn't take that well and um but all the kids get together and they save Division from from uh from being blown up by oversight Mostly because oversight's dead now, and um Ryan, shout out to Ryan our the, Ryan steps in and he's like, president, whoever I'm gonna president of the United States I I know that we said we were gonna fix it, but like we're gonna fix it like for real this time like like seriously because Percy's dead. Amanda is like in the wind she's she's now on the run. Um, and she has a black box right and she's a black box and, and that's that's what we're going to do and the president's like girl i don't know about any of this but okay and that's how we end season 2 so season 2 good bad or basic
0: Season two was also very good. I really like Ryan's rebrand because, I mean, he was always a good guy, but the president really like hated him, and was just like, "That guy's a loose cannon. He's a nut job. Don't let him near me. Don't let me catch him outside." Um, But then he like, you know, he ultimately gave uh, Ryan control of division when he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is real, and he's just like, you know, "Sorry, I doubted you." So he basically got to like, uh, save his uh his reputation something good came out of season three like he's pretty much the only person who got some semblance of justice in season two but it was a very good season lots of action more action i think than season one um and the you know that very tentative relationship between uh nikita and alex was also really good drama what do you think
1: same i think like season two is like a tour de force man i really enjoyed it like all the plots twists turns um i i really like it uh by the way owen does that full heel turn in in season three not season two but so we'll talk about it again
0: okay so hold on hold on hold on yeah i had this i had this wrong i i completely I completely miss that. Yeah, he doesn't, we don't get, we don't, he doesn't go, well, he doesn't revert back to himself until season three, yeah. Season
1: season three. But um, I love it. I loved all the, I like the tension between Nikita and Michael and this baby, and then him realizing, like, he can't just, like, he can't, you know, like, as much as, like, he wants to be, like, a dad, like, that life is over,
0: you know? Yeah, like, once you become a division asset, you know you ain't raising no babies. Like, You're not. honestly, right. and I'm not condoning being a deadbeat, but it's better than the alternative in this situation, because he would get that child killed.
1: Right, and the child will come up again, because, like, I don't think, because I think it's this season that we find out that Cassandra was also, like, mi six.
0: Yeah, and that was a whole thing. So she's got she's she's just got so many secrets in that hair, <laughs> in that hair, in that big ass blonde Sorry. hair. Hers. Amen. But so yeah, season good. two is
1: is good to me. It's it's solid. Um, so season three, we pick up with season three. We pick up with the kids are in charge. They're back at division, but it's di- it's it's different. You know, they're running the missions they want to run. Well, the mandate has been that like division is is shutting down, right? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But that like there are these like rogue division agents that are just out there in the wind, and they've got to bring them back in and tell them like the new situation, and they can either you know, and that like they're gonna they're gonna get new lives and stuff, but that like they've got to stop doing, you know, their division emissions.
0: Um, it doesn't. Right, because a lot of them were already in the field. They don't know what's going back, what's going on back in home base.
1: <laughs> yeah, they've just been doing their assignments as 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 has been coming to them, and their um, and that's what they've been doing, and so, so the division is uh,
0: under new leadership. It went from Percy to Amanda to Ryan, and there's hope. I use the word hope loosely because I don't be trusting government agency. So I was ready for shit to hit the fan from episode one.
1: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and listen, it, it it's not off to the best of starts. We'll, we'll be honest. Uh, the first person that they're assigned to bring back there, they don't, you know, he's not like alive when they bring him back. And that was not like their directive. They want to want to bring back people alive, you know? Um, but there's, you know, I really like third season because it definitely... I think this opener and everything that happens in this third season uh, episode is really great because it really establishes, like, the new tone of Division. It's like, this place really is different. The kids in charge are different. And they're all having to sort of, like, relearn management and relearn, like, okay, well, what do we do now? Like, Right
0: right it's definitely a where where do we go from here type of situation and the season opener gives us a whole proposal michael proposes to nikita so you know it's about to be lit it's really good
1: (laughs) right i was like oh that's so cute and it's really done in like the cutest way and they have to break him out of jail and then he forgets the ring in jail so then he has to go back to jail and it's really cute because he's like i forgot the ring in like the jail cell like girl give me a minute she's like get in the car we're trying to we're trying to leave under like gunfire
0: (laughs) she's like get you a dude who's willing to risk his life and freedom to get your engagement ring
1: right that's that's real shit that's that's where it's at
0: um and yeah that's pretty much like a, a it definitely has this high note but like there's there's no shortage of action in season three either
1: season three either and we also like see alex in a new place like by now she's She's publicly reclaimed her throne, her her Russian sort of uh, throne and her money. But at the same time, she doesn't want to give up. She doesn't really know how to be that person. And she doesn't want to give up being a spy and kicking ass. And, you know, Sean gets really real with her. He's like, girl, like, what are you trying to do, actually? He's like, are you going to yeah. just keep doing this?
0: It's giving me Stockholm Syndrome. Um yeah, it's it's giving me Stockholm syndrome because uh, heirs to a wealthy um, Russian uh, business empire versus a spy with no family, no friends, no attachments, and your life constantly at risk. This isn't actually a hard decision to make,
1: right? And and he's right. Um, you know he. And he says something really real to her. He's like, I'm just... Cause she's, but she's like, you're here. You're with me. He's like, yeah, I'm here because you're here. But I'm not here because, like, I want to be here. Right. Like, I'm here because I guess this is what you want to do. So I'm going to do what you want to do because I want to be with you. But this is not what I'm trying to be in life.
0: And that... Get you a man who'll put his life at risk while you sort out your feelings. <laughs>
1: And that really shakes her, <laughs> baby girl gets shook um uh but, but, yeah, so the kids, all the kids are um they're doing this thing where they're all trying to bring in these rogue agents, and it's not going particularly well um also, if you guys want to see like o g Pedro Pascal, he is in episode he's in season three, episode eight. As, like, a little player for the episode.
0: I think this season, honestly, for me, it was a slower season. But I needed that. Like, I needed that break.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, I will say, like, this season is more of, like, it's more character intensive. And I think psychologically intensive than the seasons prior. Because a lot of what because they are like v- everything is very episodic but also the larger themes that are connecting each episode beyond um, Amanda sorting beyond Amanda trying to reinfiltrate division cuz that is like the big plot of the season is Amanda and Arya on the run but Amanda is trying to reinfiltrate division and and take back division and be head of it again is that a lot of it is just contemplating like okay What are we really about? Like, what are we doing? What do I want? And how has the trauma and, like, all the shit that we've done for the past two seasons brought us, like, to this place? And I think that's really smart.
0: Yeah, same. Hard agree on all of that. Um, Um, It's... It's I think that uh this series does a really good job of playing more to the espia- the espionage side, like the spy thriller side of things and less on the action side, which i thought I think was necessary.
1: One of the big character things that actually happens this season is like Alex relapses. um yes,
0: she does uh, she gets tempted in a vulnerable moment um with some drugs. And remember when she was a sex slave, they kept her hopped up on all types of drugs all the time. Um, This is very common in, in trafficking circles. They'll keep their victims. Uh, They will get their victims drug addicted and keep them that way um, in order to minimize the risk of escape.
1: What I find interesting about Alex's relapse is where it comes from and where Alex's relapse really comes from is the conversation I just spoke about earlier, when she and Sean had that conversation of, like, what do you really, like, I want to be with you. Like, do you really want to be with me? And do you really want to do this for the rest of your life? Because that's where it comes from, the relapse. Because um, it's after that conversation that she breaks her wrist or her arm. Something really, and, I mean, if you you we've watched like the previous two seasons and like alex can take way more her pain tolerance is way higher than like a a simple broken arm right
0: right but it's a necessary psychological excuse (laughs)
1: right (laughs) um so the relapse is really coming from her sort of realizing that like this is all she is and having a like a pain react like a psychological pain reaction to like an emotional pain reaction to that and then you know like you said using the excuse of the broken arm to to take pills which i find fascinating and i thought was really sophisticated writing for a cw show
0: right 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 and she's not the only one reckoning with who she's become and how her past um and her future um how they how they align with each other because by the end of this this season mike uh, nikita goes on the run and she leaves michael behind yeah yeah and i don't um, feel like that was that was wholly necessary nikita's just used to being alone and being on the run at this point i don't know if she knows how to be settled <laughs>
1: right which and it's so yeah like you're right she she goes by herself and it's it's really crazy because that's just so not what they agreed to you know what i mean when she like you know kind of fucks off and is out out here by herself like she really did a number on on the kid she did um and we'll talk about it in those like final like four episodes of the series but um or f- I think it's six episodes this season 4 is like six episodes but uh, but this is a season where Owen does the the heel turn and I hate it it's yeah, so
0: Percy's rolls up on him and he's like, What's what's good? Where's my black box? And he's like, That black box? That's gone, baby. I hate division. I hate you. You're a corrupt piece of shit. I can't believe you did that to Emily. And then like Percy's like, You know what? I was trying to help you out because you were nothing until I brought you to division. Mm-hmm. In fact, you were a menace to society. I just made you a more manageable one. <laughs>
1: And it's and it's actually not Percy cuz Percy is dead by now but like it's Amanda. Right. It's Amanda who's like I'll show you the real you.
0: <laughs> and yeah, she does a like, little Yeah, yeah, Amanda's like I I actually like made you into like a bearable person. This is who you are. Sam, right. this is who you are. Um, you know, his name, his real name is Sam Matthews. Like you're, you were in Delta Force, you were corrupt, you were smuggling drugs, you were taking lives, you weren't about anything until we made you uh, uh, a sensible person and gave you a purpose and gave you a mission. This is how you're going to repay us. And he's like, and she's basically like, if you're not fooling with the vision anymore, then I'm just going to release the terror that you were back into the world.
1: (laughs) And he is a
0: terror, like uh it's it's really bad (laughs) like but it's a testament to how good she is at her job that she was able to turn sam into owen because when we meet sam oh,
1: yeah 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 like sam is he is he he does a number on the kids um also by now like um, like I said, this is, like, Amanda's sort of, like, villain season. Um, well, she'll be the villain for the rest of the series. But Amanda also does, like, a brainwashing thing with Alex while she's um, drugged out. And Alex sort of... Alex, like, creates this weird rebellion and sort of division that ultimately ends up getting Sean killed. hmm And Sean dies. And then they have to, like, reprogram Alex to be herself again. And it's really sad and it makes me. It also makes me really sad because I felt like they didn't have to kill the Sean
0: character. I really liked his character. I liked him too, um, but you know, and this kids. This is why you don't do drugs. You're you're mentally, not just physically, but mentally vulnerable when you are um, inebriated. And this is this what she did is actually not unheard of, for people to be feeding uh, people uh, thoughts. Um, feeding them subliminal messaging while they're drugged or they are um, in an unconscious state, like in a coma or um, they're just in a very deep sleep. Like I didn't see this for Amanda, but she made it very clear in season three that she's not standing in the gray anymore. Like she's coming for everybody's neck.
1: Right. She's like, she was here to really fuck shit up. (laughs) Um, And so, like you said, the season, season three ends with uh, Nikita basically having, Amanda, like, sets Nikita up to, like, be on the run again. And Nikita has to choose between, you know, saving Michael or saving herself. And, of course, she, or, like, or she has to choose between Michael being okay or, like, her you know, being okay. And she chooses for Michael to be okay. So she goes on the run again. And, and it's, it's, it's drama. And that's how we, we end season three, season three, good, better, basic.
0: I'm going to have to, (sighs) I don't like what they did with the Owen character. Totally unnecessary. Like, it's something that I would have completely rewritten from top to, to to bottom, but just the performances that were coming out of season three, I'm going to say that season three is my favorite. I think it's very good.
1: Really, that's interesting. Okay, everybody bought
0: like, their A game. Like, like they were hungry. Like they, like the mortgage was due, the credit card payment was due, and this was their very first booked gig.
1: <laughs> Girl, I mean, I see that only because like since since this. Sh- so before we, that, my grade is like a good two. I think this is another solid season, but I, I, that urgency, I, I get it because, so before we launch into season four, which is like the last six episodes of the show, um, they, the thing about Nikita is that like, you guys, if you go and watch Nikita, you're going to be like, this is a CW show. <laughs> That's like your, you're i swear you're like this was like on the cw like seriously (laughs) um because and i think that's fair because this show like everyone's clearly very older there are no like teenagers in this show nobody's a teenager not even alex she's clearly like a like a early 20s early to mid 20s um maggie q is fabulous as she looks they say in the Uh, pilot that Nikita says is supposed to be 27 bitch please she's a healthy 37 36 37
0: yeah I Um, mean it was giving me 37 as well but like this is why I don't guess women's ages because I just compared how I look to the way they look and then people's feelings get hurt so it's whatever
1: (laughs) (laughs) right but like from the but the vibe of it like I and this is why I feel like honestly sometimes like putting ages on these characters are like kind of redundant sometimes because sorry so this is an aside this is a we're gonna we're gonna come with me listeners i'm about to go on a tangent so i feel like some like like yeah i really feel like sometimes it's mad redundant to like have a character mention in their in like the in the show or whatever how old they are because like I was like, this show really wanted me to believe that, like, Maggie Q was, like, 27. Like, is that a joke? <laughs> I think Maggie Q at this point was probably about 30. Like, Maggie Q is, like, 40-something now. But at this, at the time of this airing, and, I, at, and I'm and i sure filming, she was, like, about 36-ish. And it works better that way. And I bring it up only because, like, we've had this conversation before about how, and we've had on, on other episodes, and just like you and I talking about there's a certain um when an actress is just like a certain way and a certain like age it will speak to how they perform a role and it's and I'm particularly just thinking about Maggie Q's performance and like contrasted to say there's this show on Freeform called um Salem Fort something like mother, I think it's called motherland Fort Salem. And it's sort of about, and it's like about witches and stuff, but like it has this, it has a similar sort of like government military, like bent to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's like a lot of action on the show and the actress. And I just say that because like the actresses are clearly very young. The girls are very young. But I, I'm i thinking about that show and I'm thinking about this and I'm just thinking about how much I just believe it better. <laughs> I believe like the gravitas of there is a gravitas that you have at a 36 that you just don't have when you're 22. Like you just don't like.
0: Right. Um, and it's apparent because when I a, see her and Lindsay Fonseca on screen. I can feel how much older she is. <laughs> Right, I can feel,
1: and 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 I just say that only because I I like that. I really like that, and I think it's such a shame that like Hollywood is like held in a prison of ageism. <laughs> they are just yes. held and in, in by the shackles of ageism because when you have like particularly these action roles, and it's interesting like action roles going to needing to go to older men, men in their forties, and it's something that we already understand, right? because it's something mm-hmm. that we already do like no like male act it's only recently that male actors are getting like these big like uh action roles at like 30 32 usually you have to wait till like you're at least 36 you're at least 40 to get those roles for men and right um but women, it's like you always want to give like the nineteen-year-old this big action role, and it's like okay, but <laughs> the the girl who's the woman who's forty does it like it's just something that you can't teach. Like I don't know, it's it's something definitely that-
0: something that you they definitely do themselves a disservice by putting younger women in roles that need a certain level of maturity. Yes. Um. And, And, you know, but the thing is, like, with the ageism, like you said, giving someone like Maggie Q to play a character who's 27, this is something that I see often, too, in Hollywood. They will take a woman who's either very thin or very short or both, shout out to Maggie Q and Lily Collins, and have them playing a significantly younger character in a way that adds nothing to the story.
1: It adds nothing to the story and it hurts it. Like, in particularly as you bring up Lily Collins, like in Lily Collins' case, I'm thinking about Emily in Paris, it hurts it because I'm like, bitch, aren't you grown?
0: Like, (laughs) right. Emily is 30, right? Like, you're 30. Why are you trying to convince us this is a 20 year old in Paris? (laughs) Paris? And a 30 year old and a 20 year old in Paris are not moving the same way. Hey. And then in heat and then in at least in Nikita's case, I think it really adds
1: something. It adds depth because um because I think of Maggie Q's age and just, you know, she's grown. She's seen shit. She's done shit. I believe this Nikita character. I believe this this bitch is really out here, like, you know, fucking people up and being complicated and fighting with her boyfriend about shit and. I, even the way that she's in, even the way that Nikita is insecure, I has, like, um, it's a different way, like, she's insecure in a way that, like, older, in that, like, you're older and you're insecure about something, but you can deal with it. Right. You can compartmentalize in a way that, like, a younger person who's insecure in that way would kind of, like, make them fall apart. <laughs> right, right. And there's, it's just, and I, like I said, this whole tangent is just about cast older women in things. Let women be their age. That's fine. <laughs> like, it, it's all about what it adds. And, like, look for things. I think it's more interesting to just... It's more interesting when people can just be who they are. <laughs> that's, right. that's the whole point of this tangent, I think. And with that, season four. Season four, episode one. Um. So... This show was always on the verge of cancellation, like, all the time. Um, and they were always, like, that's something that I think the creator had said, is, like, they were always scared of getting canceled because, like, they weren't really the right def- demographic for, like, the CW. But the CW kept them on. And... um but for in third season, they were like supposed to get the axe, but the network was nice enough to be like, you can have like this many episodes to like wrap your story. And I think they do a really good job in wrapping the whole show in these like next six episodes.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. So Nikita was set up um, to look like she had assassinated the president. In the last season, which is when she goes on the run. And this is three months post that. And, of course, Michael's not giving up on her. Uh, Owen's out on the lam, and she's a whole problem. He's a whole problem.
1: He's a whole problem.
0: And Alex is pretty much on her own. Um, She's kind of flailing in the wind. She doesn't have Nikita. She doesn't really have Michael. She doesn't have anybody at this point. And just... And, you know, she doesn't have Sean because he got killed last season. Nobody is in a good place right now. (laughs) Right. No one's no one's doing well. Except Owen slash Sam, who's definitely living his best life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's like he's living it up until like he confronts them until they all sort of confront each other when they're trying to take apart this this thing called the shop. Which is basically like a, a human trafficking situation. A little Jeffrey Epstein situation.
0: Cause you can never run out of corruption when you're dealing with
1: wealthy white people. Yeah, they're taking seeds of truth and, and weaving like really fantastic, silly, but like, you know, action feeling stories. And and that's always like a fun. Eventually the whole team is reunited. Amanda is doing her best to put put the screws to everybody and and finally the US government intervenes again right as they're, you know, dismantling Amanda's operation and they they offer what at least Nikita claims that she's been searching for her whole life like her post division all this stuff is that she's been searching for um freedom like a like a true clean slate with no strings attached and that's what the the president offers um after they you know take down the shop and so yeah that's and then that's what they do that's what happens you know she they do she she goes off into the sunset but she's still with michael but, you know, they still go get the bad guys every once in a while. Alex um, takes all that oil money and does good things with it.
0: And Alex is with Sam now, which is a decision. Listen, I, that was like, the,
1: I was, you said it. I was completely prepared to block it out.
0: <laughs> Listen, um, I don't know who needs to hear this, but don't ever enter into someone who uh, um, you believe might kill you if you ever left them. I'm just going to leave it at that. Because... And he's absolutely the type.
1: <laughs> I mean, the the choice was a was a was a choice. It was a choice. That was a choice. It was a I'm bad just, choice. Like, and it and honestly, it felt like it felt like they were like, "Oh, Alex should be with somebody," and they're like,
0: "Girl, who's left?" <laughs> and instead of like like you know pairing her with Berkhoff, um, who by the way is the only person making really good sound decisions here. <laughs> They put her with, like, resident sociopath. Okay. That's... Again, that's a choice. I really would have preferred it if you guys had killed the Sam character off somewhere between season three and four.
1: Honestly. He could have died. Really, we could have done without him. Truly. I would have been fine. You know, it started off Michael Burkhoff and Alex, and it could have ended with Michael Burkhoff and Alex.
0: Like... Yeah. Yeah. um, that's, That's pretty much where I'm at. I mean uh nikita and and uh michael got their happily ever after uh is with his girlfriend sonia they got their little happily ever after alex that situation is tenuous because it's tenuous
1: y'all could have even let alex just walk off into the sunset being a bad bitch all by
0: herself amen it's not a CW show if you're not partnered up. Everybody's not partnered up at the end. You already know this. Yeah. The only time they made an exception to this rule is when they killed off or sent away every single one of Bonnie Bennett's boyfriends <laughs> and then took her on a trip to Africa at the series finale of TVD. That's the only time they ever deviated from that script. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, and that's... Uh, yeah, that's right. She couldn't have been with burkoff because like he and Sonia
0: had a thing. She could have, oh, but was Sonya? She just got here. He could have dumped <laughs> Sonya. To be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, because she's like the other. She's literally. They could not have dumped the token. The other token black girl. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I
0: guess that looks bad.
1: Because you know they killed. Um, What's her face?
0: But yeah, like if again, if you were going to put make Owen go back to Sam, y'all could have just kept that. Listen, honestly. no, they could have brought back Nathan. Nathan never died. He just ran away. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, they, Because he couldn't really deal could've. with it. But the thing is, he couldn't deal with with the way that she is. Right. And okay, that was but now like, she
1: but now she's like free now. It's different.
0: Yeah, I guess it is. But like, you know, you know how they did Nathan. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They did Nathan like they did uh, Leo in Charmed. I mean, not Leo, Dan. Dan, the neighbor.
1: (laughs) And you know what's really raw about the way they did Nathan? Okay, so backstory. I'm about to show, like, how old I am, but I don't care. So there's a show called Young and the Restless.
0: (laughs) Isn't that still on air? It's still on air.
1: Yes. It is a daytime soap. It is a daytime soap opera. And when I was a young... When I was a young child... Um, when I was a young... Very, very young. Very... I really was. I was probably like, what, about six, five? Yeah, I was like six-ish. Lindsay Fonseca was on Young and the Restless.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, Lindsay Fonseca was on that show.
1: I completely forgot. And she played a character called Colleen... And she was, at that point, she was assuming the role Colleen. And her boyfriend, who uh, called JT, JT and Colleen, um, was played by the same actor who plays Nathan.
0: What? So it was Kismet. Yes, that's
1: yes, what I'm saying. I was like, and so, like, and you got to understand, like, the 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 story on Young and the Restless between JT and Colleen was like intense. Like they had a whole Romeo Juliet star crossed thing happening. So when this show aired, of course I geeked out.
0: <laughs> Cause I was like, JT and Colleen reunited. Um, that would have been a vibe. But it's... you know, I I feel like I feel like Alex is was Put here to be the tortured character, the long-suffering character. And her decision to be with Sam is a symptom of that. <laughs> oh
1: no, no. These last couple of episodes are are good for what they are and they're and they're really solid. And I don't think you could have asked for anything more.
0: I'm gonna give season four basic off just off this decision alone. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, just, can't, I can't I feel like
1: that's yeah. fair. And and that's why I'm giving it a good minus.
0: yeah there i mean this is a lot to take in and there was only six episodes this season so this really left a really bad taste in my mouth sorry about it
1: but overall the show is it's a good it's a solid show man um shout out to amazon and cw seed which is like a free thing that like you can still sort of watch it on for free um I love this show. It's a solid show. I think this is just, the writing is really solid. I not I don't even think the writing is solid. I think the writing is just, like, unexpectedly sophisticated.
0: Is it unexpectedly sophisticated, or is it unexpected of the CW?
1: It's unexpected <laughs> it's, of the CW.
0: <laughs> we've seen really well-written shows like this that actually, like, you know, are very well- Uh, uh, planned out and paced they've just rarely been on this network if we're keeping it 100
1: that's what i'm saying like for the cw this is like i think writing like this a team like this a cast like this because you know like i mean like we sort of just talked about like cw casts mad young like um so i mean like this and it because it's weird because like a a show like nikita would have been appropriate in like the wb era and like the era of the wb but cw like not really also I mean, this is just a great show it's a great team um em and i have talked in the like in the recent in yeah in the recent i'm gonna do that that's what i'm gonna say in the recent about um uh, how tv has sort of been at least in its current iteration has been taken over by um like really big names and huge like film actors and uh how unfortunate that is because there are so many great tv actors that do incredible work and that was another thing that was great about revisiting nikita is that it was really nice to see um t like just true blue tv actors who had always sort of been on tv doing what they do best and really turning in some really great performances
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. And I think it it really can't be stated enough that (laughs) there is so much great talent out there. And a lot of times we just keep recycling like the same 50 people. And it's really it's really exasperating. This show gave me that same feeling that I had when I watched Flash Forward. And I saw all these faces that weren't necessarily new, but new to television, or I hadn't seen them in a while. I was like, oh, this is nice. Right? <laughs> or oh, like, oh, I add, like this these people. Still acts.
1: <laughs> Yeah, they, they still do stuff. I love these people. This is great. Um, Yeah, so Nikita, I don't need another Nikita. Obviously, we've talked about, like, this was, what, like, the 20... But this was already the 20 billionth reiteration <laughs> of this show. But I do think... um. But I will say that I think a lesson that can be learned from Nikita is that, like, only reboot something if you have, like, a really, really good, like, if you know you have a really, really good angle on it. Because what I will say, and, like, what you said at the beginning of the episode is that um, the angle that this took was very smart, and that's what made it watchable and enjoyable.
0: Right, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I love all the predecessors, um, and I liked seeing iterations of them in Nikita. Like the kill, sh- the the kill chip is something that was introduced in uh, the second movie adaptation, uh, the, or the first movie adaptation from the original, the Black Cat. Um, you know there are little small things that i love about all of the predecessors that showed up in nikita um and if you love yourself a slow burning drama definitely get into the original nikita series also developed by joel soro like this man knows what he's doing people but you don't need to watch those in order to to enjoy nikita and that's what made the show really great for me
1: And there you have it, folks. This is everything that we think made Nikita good, bad, basic, and addictive. If you'd like to check out the series, Nikita is currently streaming on Amazon and Vudu and CW Seed. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Good, The Bad, The Basic, be sure to share it with your friends. If you're a patron on our Patreon, be sure to check out our Nikita playlist. Tune in next week as we keep the season going with a discussion on NBC's action spy drama Undercovers. Undercovers is currently streaming for free on Tubi. Get into this series because you don't want to miss out on this conversation.
0: The Good, the Bad, the Basic is currently streaming on all major podcast platforms, so be sure to tune in to our regular weekly episodes on the go. Leave us a review on your preferred platform and share our weekly episodes on your social media. Please follow us at The Good Bad Basic on Twitter and at Good Bad Pod on Instagram to get in on our daily content. Also, be sure to follow our SoundCloud page, The Good, The Bad, The Basic, where all of our weekly episodes debut. If you love this sort of content and want more, become a show producer and patron over on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash good bad basic. Your support allows us to keep bringing you our regular weekly episodes as well as exclusive bonus material. Until next time, bye everyone.